No Gray Zone podcast is a frank and honest conversation on topics related to sexual abuse, harassment, child exploitation, and domestic and workplace violence. The opinions are our own, based on years of experience as special victims prosecutors. Any study, book, or product we mention is based on our own review and are not sponsored. Links and titles can be found in the podcast notes. You can also learn more at rightresponseconsulting.com. Listener discretion is advised. I'm just good at caring too much. I'm just good at caring too much. Is it too much to ask that you be all mine? I never was good at sharing. I'm just good at caring. On No Gray Zone, we've spent a lot of time talking about human trafficking, most in the realm of sex trafficking. Today, we're going to explore labor trafficking, specifically child labor, and as it applies to the country of India. Current estimates have approximately 10 million children involved in child trafficking labor in India. We're going to talk to Center Direct, one of the non-government organizations or non-profit organizations in India working to help end trafficking and support victims of child labor trafficking and their families. I encourage everyone when you're looking to purchase items made overseas to make sure you're looking for the fair trade emblem on the package. Welcome back. I'm Catherine Marsh and this is the No Gray Zone podcast. Today we welcome Shuresh Kumar, Director of Center Direct, an organization that is working for empowerment of women, youth, and children in India. Shuresh is also a lawyer, author, and professional trainer on human trafficking for law enforcement and social workers. It is truly our honor to welcome you to No Gray Zone. Thank you, Catherine. Shuresh, I'm wondering if you could just kind of introduce for our audience Center Direct, what it does, how it came about, and what its main goals are. Yes, Center Direct came... uh into being three decades ago. It came with the idea of empowering women because you know the women empowerment today, fortunately it's an international women's day. So it came with the idea to empower them because women in India are still facing a lot of discrimination. And slowly we went on working in child protection. Now we have been working in both fields, women empowerment and child protection. Child protection with a major focus on ending child labor. Child labor, child trafficking is a huge problem in our country, especially in Bihar. So we started working for the children also, and we have been working. You mentioned that that trafficking and child labor is a huge problem. How prevalent is this problem in India right now? The problem with this crime is that if you go by the data available, it's a government data which was published in 2011. Census, national census in India is due because of ongoing pandemic and some other regions also. So the last data available, we have in 11 lakh children in Bihar or child laborers. And that's a huge number. Yes. This is official data. But the problem, if you go by National Crime Records Bureau data, which is available, which is uh, a document made public by government of India every year, it captures lowest number of reported cases only. See, the problem with this crime is that this is an organized crime. And our national data captures only those figures 
which are rescued. We never know that if we rescue 2,000 children in a year, out of how many children are victim of human trafficking. So that's the problem. So magnitude is huge. But we have just a rescued number. Absolutely. We deal with the exact same statistics in the United States where our numbers are based on those who have been rescued or those who self-report to an organization for assistance. And I know that Center Direct actually does quite a bit of assistance for women and children who are caught up in trafficking. So what are some of the programs that Center Direct has in place for victims of trafficking? We have been doing, like, we have been rebuilding the lives of over 700 child traffic survivors currently. See, the problem with the children is that if you just rescue them, that's not the end of the problem. That, in fact, the starting of the problem. So what do we do? Like, we make sure that the after rescue, FIR, I mean, complaint with the police is registered with the right sections. See, the human trafficking in India is defined quite lately, in 2013. Before that, it, this crime was not codified in India. So even though it was happening, the perpetrators were doing it and were getting it away without being prosecuted for it. So what we did, we make sure that the right sections figure in the first information report. And then we support to the children to stay with their families. And we protect them from the traffickers to prevent their re-trafficking. What happens, the children are working at the factory after months becomes the skilled ones. Their fingers start working very well. So upon rescue, the traffickers, because they were just doing with impunity, so just they target the same set of children. And they keep a watch on the whole transfer process right from destination to the source. Bihar is considered one of the source states in India, where children are trafficked and they end up in a different states, which are relatively better off. So what do we do? We like, we work very closely with them. We increase police community meeting. See the problem, although child trafficking is a demand-driven problem, it's a purely demand-driven problem, but the traffickers target the most vulnerable children and their parents cannot fight back. So what we do is like, we arrange police community meeting. These people go to the police station and police station, child welfare police officer, a dedicated designated police officer under the Juvenile Justice Act in India. They go to the communities where incidences of child trafficking are very high. And that's how we build a connection between police and community who are the target by the traffickers. Because what happens, the section of people, even if it is desired, won't go to the police. We get scared of them. So we are also bridging the gap. So that whenever they feel that we need to reach out to police, they can. And apart from it, we are also working at the ground level, activating child protection committee, one of the formal committees by developed and made by the government of India to protect children. And there are multiple government stakeholders, community people, other local people, vulnerable people are part of this committee. 
and this committee sits once in a month at least and they just work identify child protection issues because child protection issues also differ from place to place and they just work on it they try to make situation child friendly so this is our approach apart from it because see what happens with the children like their majority their major formative years are stolen i mean if you traffic a child at the age of 8 and 9 and rescued at the age of 13 the major years formative years to learn something to acquire education is lost right and catherine it becomes very difficult at the age of 13 14 it becomes difficult to get them enrolled back to the school and expect from them to pick up studies from scratch so what happens they don't stay at school so what do we do we have developed beach course for them we help them to be prepared right for the functional knowledge that is necessary to pick up age specific classes and we support them and that's how we we got huge success our 60% of children are going to school and studying some of them are studying at a boarding schools and they have been doing very well some of them have been appealed for the secondary and some of them have been appealed for the higher secondary schools so school is this uh, moving on we also help their parents as i told you they this is a demand driven problem but they target the most vulnerable family so their income is low so what do we do we help them their parents to start micro enterprises to increase their income and apart from this we have been building an environment to promote child protection i mean we have been providing leadership training to the survivors our survivors have made a survivors collective in india mm-hmm. with over 300 members and they have been sitting monthly in a local i mean because they are spread across the states so in a pocket they decide themselves and they start talking over the schemes they start talking about trafficking in person below is also something as i told you our constitution defined this crime this is a constitutional offense in india ever since the constitution was made almost over 70 decades ago and now still we don't have a comprehensive law because survivors and victims they need comprehensive support everything in a time bound manner if it doesn't happen there is no point we are also failing on compensation our system is failing our children on compensation so we also work around it to make sure that they can access their entitlements on time so they have been also working on trafficking in persian bill they are doing advocacy to have a comprehensive law that can support them to fight against human trafficking in this country right and that they everything they can get in a time bound fashion upon rescue because what happens it involves two states three states you belong to bihar you are rescued in maharashtra or delhi or some other parts of country and then then upon rescue you are languishing there you don't know when will be your transfer back to your home state it takes months it takes sometimes years and then the compensation who will fight 
legal battle for you and all. So this talks about this TRB bill and our survivors also doing advocacy with the government. They're asking for a bill to be passed so that no one can fall victim of this orphanage crime. And if they fall, they can come out of it. So this is the support we are providing, not at the individual level, at the community level, at the family level, at the education level, and those who are turning our weight in, we are supporting, we are helping them to get skills and get gainful employment. Absolutely. Center Direct is providing a holistic approach for survivors and their families from education for our the young people who were taken out of schooling for financial support and job training for their parents. So they're not as vulnerable as they were before. I love that you are having your survivors get a voice in the community and be part of these committees and work for changes throughout India and actually work on the laws as well, because you're right, unless we codify changes and unless we educate the community around us, we can't stop trafficking. Right. You mentioned two really important parts, and it's something that we see everywhere around the world when it comes to trafficking, and it is based on demand and then based on vulnerabilities. Traffickers will exploit vulnerabilities in order to traffic individuals. Right. When it comes to India, what is something that the international community can be doing to help reduce child labor trafficking? Yes, they can do a lot. See, the major rescuing children is not an issue. The problem arises upon rescue. And there are a huge number of child laborers. They can be rescued. But they need to be supported upon rescue. How can we fund their education is something. Because this year, our 10 students are going to appear for the higher secondary exam. And mind it, we have been working for years kind of background they come from, as you told, that trafficker exploit their vulnerability, their situation. We initially encountered a lot of troubles in helping them to acquire this education, right up to secondary and higher secondary. But this year, we are hitting this milestone. Then our students are going to appear. And we somehow uh, managed fund and we funded their education. So they are getting education. What happens? That because they're learning loss, learning loss, the world is talking about when the COVID struck the whole world. It's a very common term. But same thing I told Catherine, this learning loss of a child laborers face, not of two years, not of, they face three, five, seven years. Mm-hmm. And after learning loss, when they come back, back to their family, their family and the child needs support. So if the international community come forward with the idea or with the willingness of funding their education, this can make a huge difference. Because once you fund and the survivor becomes educated, take it the battle forward. Because they have the lived experience. They are the better advocates. What is happening around the world their voices are not heard, not captured well. So we are also trying building a movement where the survivors come forward and can lead their battle themselves. And for this, we are investing in education. 
And this will make a huge difference. Education is a key component. And I agree with you. That is something the international community can certainly all help to do. What is something that you would like to see in India's communities and their individual states that can help reduce the risk of child trafficking in their own backyard within their state? Right. So I told you in the beginning, like there are particular sections. I have mentioned in my book, there's a particular section are the target by the traffickers. And they are at the bottom in this state, in Bihar and India. So if we work with them, we can empower with the ideas, with the opportunities, with the options to earn their livelihoods. And if they can rise and they can say that, no, our children will not go to work, our children will go to school, not to work to school, will make a huge difference because they're not realizing it, that they are the targets. And that their children are taken when they should have been at a school, they are taken from community. They are losing one of their places' rights of right to education. And I also tell it, like the moment a child leaves a school, the child becomes vulnerable to be trafficked. So school also works as an anchor. It holds the child in the community. So if we do two things, one, empowering this community who are the targets by traffickers, and second, we invest in education and end the manage of child trafficking. Absolutely. But the center also works on establishing gender equality and not just child labor trafficking. What are some of the programs that Center Direct has in place with regard to women's rights and gender equality? See, I'll tell you, Kathleen, you'll be surprised to see that 80% of our employees are women. That's wonderful. Today is a good day to, to talk about it. And we make sure that because this is, this is how we practice gender equality. And every volunteers in the community, because we work in a village, and the women in India in the village cannot work whole eight hours. So they work for four hours. So they are our strength in the community. And we give priority to them that there is a there is an opening, part-time opening in the community level at the village level. Let women come forward and join it. We have been running women's cooperative. And surprisingly, there are over 500 members, women members. And they are just leading the company and they have been doing very well. They are supporting the women around them. So like we make sure that at no place, there should be discrimination at any stage, especially at the gender level. And this is the philosophy with which we have been working. This philosophy of center direct to empower women and make them feel that they're no less than any man. And every opportunity, we don't let go any opportunity like women's empowerment, like days we observe such day, and we also practice such day. days to help women understand that they are equally powerful and they need to come forward. They need to pursue education. They need to also fight. And they have been doing very well. Our president is women. She had worked with us from community level to the project manager to right up to now, she's leading this organization. So we also increase women 
to make progress. That's wonderful. What are some of the future plans for Center Direct? What are some of the new programs you want to put in place? We have decided to work with the women empowerment and adolescent girls and boys to provide them skills. Because this is these are the laws. They need to be given the right kind of skills so that they can be a productive working force of this country. They can gain good jobs, get full employment, and can do better. So we are, work, we, are, we are going to work on this sector with a major focus. Now, I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier in one of your answers, and that's your book. You've authored the book, Child Trafficking, The Fight for Freedom. And throughout your book, you discuss trafficking and especially labor trafficking throughout India. Why did you decide to write the book? Yes, Kathleen, see, the problem is this child trafficking, child marriage, and violence by intimate partner. To some extent or to a great extent, if a child works, community people say that their parents are allowing them to work. Who are you to stop them? One thing. And law enforcement agencies also part of community. They are from us. So they are also tuned to believe like that and behave like that. If the child is working, there is no crime. And the child himself is working. Their parents are supporting, community people are supporting, and law enforcement agencies are also supporting to a certain extent. I mean, if they are not taking any action, I mean, they are supporting them. And what does it happen? Because we have given them social approval. We approve them. Let the child let the child work. Same thing applies in child marriage. Their parents are willing to get their children married before they reach their legal age. Community people also support. When the community people support, their parents support law enforcement agency, despite knowing that this is illegal, they don't go to stop it unless they are made to be with the support of NGOs. Third, by intimate partner. Something goes under the name of, this is very much personal between wife and husband, so other person should not intervene into it. So this is the first fight when you decide, the moment you decide to fight against child trafficking, this is the first fight. And then what happens? These are the inertia around it, around these three crimes. We are talking about child trafficking. Then the child traffickers do it with impunity. They commit crime and get away with it. And upon rescue, the same traffickers re-traffic the rescued children. So we had to prevent their re-trafficking. And this we had done on multiple occasions. Since watching all this, I see that this is really a kind of fight. So I started documenting everything that I was doing. I was seeing around me. That's how I, I ended up with the publication of this book. And I really, this is a very good book. I'm an author. And this is a very good book. Everything we captured, like every whatever we have been doing, facing trouble, our children are undergoing all problems, their parents were going. What I did, Catherine, I just captured it. You brought those real life stories of trafficked individuals to the book so that people in India and beyond can read what's going on there. Yes. and have a better understanding. Because as you said, 
if people aren't stepping up to stop it, right. the traffickers do get to work with impunity and it does get to continue. And the problem just continues to kind of roll down that hill, getting bigger and bigger. And, and I know throughout your book, you actually talk about several of the survivors, obviously not using real names or anything like that, but what they have experienced and what they have gone through in order to highlight how real it is. Yes. Was this something you did with survivors input? Did they know you were doing this book? Yes. 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 With the prior permission. And we, I just worked for two years. So every time I made a call, I had a meeting with them. I told them that I'm writing a book and they are really happy. And, and I just want to highlight for a second that your book is not your first time that you've been writing. You've been writing articles, uh, highlighting trafficking and inequality for Times of India and other publications for years in order to bring attention to these trafficking issues in India. And, and I thank you for taking the two years uh, to put the book together. Yeah, I've been doing it. So we have the book and I'm going to have the link in the podcast notes. So anybody who is interested can go and directly purchase the book there. Throughout the book, you talk about the problems and potential solutions, but how can just a regular person right now support the work of Center Direct? See, they can be because this is a movement, you know, we are not targeting one child or hundred of children only. So we are going to build a movement and we are also helping other people normal people to understand that. See, child trafficking is not happening in the heaven or in the head. It is happening among us. In one way or other, we are supporting it. Like I told you earlier, like child trafficking is going on under the name of that. The child belongs to a very poor family, let him walk. And the crime is being committed and we are watching it without being realized that this is, this can be stopped. So I, I can also ask to international community to identify around you that who are the victims of child trafficking and are you supporting them in one way or other? You need to apply the human trafficking lens to see that these are the victims of human trafficking. See, many children are engaged in producing products and we are using those products. We need to boycott such products where children are used, childhood are exploited to produce such products. The international community can reach out to us, can support us in our efforts. Because Catherine, if you have gone through my book, you might have read about it. When one of the child traffickers was handed down life imprisonment, labor trafficking case, it happened first time in this country. And we are expecting many more convictions in order to choke the demand. I again repeat that child trafficking is a purely, purely demand-driven problem. There are industries which run on a small fingers. And that's why apart from all this multi-pronged approach, we have been also emphasizing and working very seriously on to make sure that every trafficker gets punished and that every survivor gets full opportunity grow in their lives. And the third is, don't talk about anything without them. Nothing is without them. It's a fully with their participation. Whenever we design at our organization, we design with their inputs so that they can also feel 
that we are part of this movement. Some of them are really leading the fight in that respect. And together we can make a huge difference. Absolutely. And that huge difference, as you said, cannot be made without listening to survivors' voices. Right. But that is all the time we have for today. We encourage everyone to check out Center Direct at centerdirectind.org. And we'll have that link directly in the podcast notes. And please follow Shuresh on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter at Shuresh Kumar. And we'll have the links to all of those social media as well in the podcast notes, as well as the link to the book, Child Trafficking, The Fight for Freedom. Shuresh, I cannot thank you enough for joining us today, especially with the time change between here and India, but taking the time to share your message. But before we sign off, I'm going to turn the mic over to you one last time for any final thoughts you might have. Yes. Final thoughts are just just to come forward and support children. A huge number of children are being exploited. They're exploited by traffickers, but they're exploited for for the individuals. And we need to identify that. We should at least try not to consume them so that we can send out a strong message that the children deserve equal opportunity to grow, to make the world a better place. No matter they come from a very, very poor family, Mazda's family, still they deserve opportunities. Please give them opportunities. Thank you. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you again for joining us. As always, if you like what you hear, please subscribe. And you can find us on social media at No Gray Zone RRC on Instagram and Twitter and No Gray Zone on Facebook. There are no excuses when it comes to child trafficking or not having the right response when it comes to being part of the solution to give children an opportunity. I'm just good at caring too much. I'm just good at caring too much. We are mine, I never was good at shit